Thank you, Austin, Lakin, Ben. That was tremendous. I needed that tonight. That was, that was so good. Man, I feel a little echo sound team. I don't know. Is that sounding better right there? Clear? Right, we'll just keep going. Um, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I struggle with fear, selfishness, anger. My name is Josh, and I am so glad to be here tonight. And thank you. Thank you so much. This is such a busy time of the year, busy weekend. Of course, it's Christmas weekend. You guys are here tonight, so thank you so much for that. And anybody watching online, thank you so much for tuning in. It, it really does mean a lot. Um, before I get on with the lesson, I, I want to say Christmas Eve, of course, is coming up here on Sunday. And our church does Christmas Eve really well. It, it really does. Candlelight, communion. Uh, this will be Pastor Hess's last Christmas Eve service with us as our senior pastor. So just want to invite you to come this Sunday at five o'clock. We won't have our regular Sunday activities like nine, nine o'clock life hour and 1030 worship service on Sunday. But we will have a service at five o'clock right here in this room, Christmas Eve service. So just want to invite you to be a part of that if you can make it. Well, tonight I'm going to do the yes lesson. And Christmas should always be a good reminder to us that God has said yes to meeting our greatest need, saving us from our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So what Christmas really is, it's, a, it's God's big yes to us. He sent his son to save us from our sins. And therefore, our lives should be a big yes to him, right? A big, yeah, our lives should just be yes, God. And that's really what principle eight is all about. We'll put principle eight up on the screen here. Let's say principle eight together. Yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by example and by my words. This is how we say yes to God. And what I want to concentrate on is really the first part of this principle that says, yield myself to God. We know that, that saying yes in, in recovery is all about giving back. It's called the giving back principle. It's all about serving, giving our lives away for the benefit of others. That's what it's about. But where yes really begins is this first part that says, yield myself to God. And the Christmas story, the Christmas story gives us a beautiful picture of what yes to God looks like, what yielding ourselves to God looks like. I want to look at that picture tonight, and I want to see what we can learn for ourselves. So I'm going to be in Luke chapter 1 tonight. This is all probably pretty familiar scripture to everybody. But Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 28, let's look at this. The angel, which means Gabriel, went to Mary and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary is perplexed, she's confused, but even more than that, she's afraid because look at the next verse. But the angel said to her, do not be what? Afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. And I, this studying here, I mean, it's like already we've seen twice in two verses, Mary is favored. She's Highly favored, she's found favor with God. And that just means God's grace is upon her. She has done nothing to earn this. God has chosen her. If you re do all the research, Mary is a young teenage girl, probably anywhere from 13 to 16. 
She's a poor peasant. She is not elite. She has no power, no influence. But that just seems to be how God works. He seems to choose the lowly and the humble. And he has chosen Mary for such a time as this. And the angel goes on to say to Mary in verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him what? Jesus. And Jesus means the Lord saves. That's what his name means. The Lord saves. In Matthew chapter 1, it is said, and this child shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's the Lord God who saves. He is God who is with us. Mary cannot name this child. No one can name this child because this child names us. This child gives us our identity. Mary and Joseph are the only parents I know in history and ever will be in history where God is like, it's okay to center your life around this child. No other parent, all of, all of us parents need to center, all of us in here need to center our lives around her child who is Jesus, the Lord God who saves, he's God who is with us. He is so great. And then the angel's gonna keep talking about his greatness. Look at this, verse 32. He will be what? Great and will be called the Son of the Most High, meaning he is the Son of God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, which means this is the Messiah, the anointed one, the one that Israel was waiting for their whole lives. Verse 33, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow. Do you realize what a wild statement that is? His kingdom has no end. There's never ever been such a thing in history as a kingdom that has no end. Mary probably not thinking about this, but she would even know in her Jewish history that Israel was once a kingdom, but then it split and weakened into a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom, and then it faded and collapsed. And then after that, you had the Assyrians, and then the Babylonians, and then the Persians. Those were all great kingdoms. Probably people thought, well, that's the kingdom that will never end. You know, th those were very powerful kingdoms, but they all weakened. And then you had the Greek Greeks come because Alexander the Great was a great leader, and he established Greece, and it was a great kingdom, but it collapsed as well. And now you have the Roman kingdom there in Mary's time, and if there was ever a kingdom where people thought this is the kingdom that will never end it was Rome because there's never been a kingdom as vast and powerful as Rome but Gabriel was telling Mary uh-uh let me tell you something all those other kingdoms Rome Greece Persia Babylon all those other kingdoms they just come and go by the will of God you're going to give birth to the one whose kingdom will never end this is not about the plans of man this is about the plans of God you're going to have the son who will establish the kingdom that will never, ever end. And his kingdom's still here today, right? His kingdom will never end. But here's what Mary's thinking about, verse 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? So not only has there never been a kingdom that has no end, there's never been a virgin birth. Mary is pledged to be married to Joseph. But they haven't been together yet. And so she's still perplexed and confused. She doesn't understand, probably still afraid. Verse 35, here's the angel assuring her. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. This is the angel assuring Mary 
God's got this. And God's got you. Verse 36 and 37, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Elizabeth is the, the mom of John the Baptist. Her and Zechariah had John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He came preaching repentance of sins. He paved the way. But here's the game changer. Here's the game changer for Mary. Verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. Can we say that together? For no word from God will ever fail. I want you to hide this verse in your heart and never, ever forget it. For no word from God will ever fail. Some translations say, and nothing is impossible with God. It's been our theme for 2023. It's possible. Nothing is impossible with God. No word from God to you and to me will ever fail. And that promise was so great, so assuring to Mary. Here's the next verse. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So somehow she has moved from perplexion to confusion, to, from afraid to having confidence, and she says yes to God. This, if you want to know what yielding ourselves to God looks like, there's a statement that really speaks to it all right there. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. In other words, what Mary's saying is, hey, yes, place me in this circumstance. I'll accept whatever comes my way, and I'll trust you every step of the way. You see, Mary, sometimes when I look at this, you know, the Christmas story, I kind of brush over things, and maybe we all do that. And, and we might even look at this story and go, you know what? Mary's favorite. She's highly favored. Anyone would have said yes to this. This is such an easy yes. But I want us to think about that because Mary is saying yes right here without really knowing what's being asked of her, and she's okay with that. Just yes, and I'm going to go forward. I'm going to accept whatever comes my way, and I'm going to trust you every step of the way. I don't know what, what, what you mean here, but yes. All Mary knew in this situation is that she was about to be, become pregnant with no culturally acceptable explanation to the why she's pregnant. Now, fortunately, God visited uh, Joseph in the dream and explained everything, so that helped. Fortunately, Elizabeth, her relative, experienced a miracle herself. But how do you explain being pregnant when you're a virgin to your parents, to, your, to other family members, to your community? Well, the power of the Most High overshadowed me, and I'm pregnant. Does that make sense? I mean, it doesn't, does it? That's one of those times where they probably went, thank you for sharing, Mary. We'll be praying for you, right? So all Mary knew is that, is that I really... I could be misunderstood, I could be ridiculed, I could be doubted here. It's all she really knew. But think about all the things Mary didn't know by saying yes to God. Mary didn't know that Caesar Augustus would issue a decree that everyone would need to go back to their home and register for assistance, which means Mary, while pregnant, had to saddle up on a donkey, travel 80 to 100 miles to her destination. Now, I'm getting a little bit older, and I can't even sit in a back seat for a long journey. 
I can't imagine being pregnant and traveling on a donkey some 80 to 100 miles to Bethlehem. I can't even imagine that. And then Mary didn't know that when she got there, there'd be no place for her to stay, that she had to give birth and lay him in a feeding trough. And Mary didn't know that Herod, King Herod, who thought he should be a king of a kingdom that would never end. She didn't know that he would send soldiers to Bethlehem and slaughter every child two years and younger. Mary didn't know that was going to happen. Mary didn't know that that meant she's going to have to relocate to Egypt with her yes to God. Mary didn't know that. And Mary didn't know as Jesus grew up, he'd be rejected, he would suffer, he'd be beaten to the inch of his life. She would suffer the most unimaginable pain ever, watching her son be forced to carry a cross and die on the cross. Mary didn't know all that, but you know what? It all worked out. We all know that. But the point is Mary said yes to God without worrying about the details that lie ahead, without understanding what was being asked of her. She just says, yes, Lord, I am your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And guys, that really is what faith is right there. And I want to put this next slide up here. Faith is saying yes to God's plan for you accepting whatever comes your way, which means I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to keep moving forward. Yes, it's hard. I don't understand. I'm just going to keep moving forward. Faith is saying yes to God's plan for you, accepting whatever comes your way and trusting him every step of the way. And I put up there in parentheses some things I've struggled with. I'm really good at saying yes, but to God. I don't know about you, so I put up there, when God wants a yes, he wants a yes without a but. But I'm good, I'm like, I'm like, yes, but I need all my questions answered before I move forward. And sometimes I like to say yes, but I want some terms and conditions applied. Yes, Lord, but as long as these terms are met, or as long as these conditions are met, as long as I understand better what you're asking me, as long as I know what lies ahead. And then I put up here, it's also a yes without self-determination. Self-determination is like, well, I'll determine for myself based on my feelings when I move forward in that, Lord. And let me tell you something. God is not looking for self-determination. He's actually looking for you to say, you determine my steps, Lord. He's actually looking for people that are willing to die to self. That's the kind of yes God is looking for. So I 100% believe right now I'm in a room full of people that God has called to do and be great things. I really believe that. I 100% believe you have heard a word from God in your life as well. And so I'm going to put this next slide on the, on, the, on the screen here. And this time I'm going to put a blank in it for you to think about. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me blank. What's the first thing that pops into your mind? Just keep it in your heart. What's the first thing that pops into your mind? I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me to be a, a teacher, a, a missionary, a pastor, a minister, a leader. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me to be a sponsor or share my testimony or lead a step study. May your word to me to, to initiate something new. May your word to me to build upon and expand what's already laid. 
May, may your word to me, to be a mom or a dad, an encourager, an inspiration, may your word to me to fan into flame the gift you have given me so I'm not sitting on the sidelines be fulfilled. May your word to me with the comfort you have given me, may I give that comfort to others. May your word to me be fulfilled. Now, let me tell you something about this statement, though. When you say, I am the Lord's servant, what you are saying is, is Lord, you are my master. I am your servant. Only you can change the call. Circumstances can't change the call. Other people's critique of you can't change the call. Your relapses can't change the call. Your known negative self-talk and own critique of you can't change the call. If that changes the call, whatever changes the call, that means that would be your master. You are the Lord's servant. He has called you. Only he gets to change the call. And let me tell you something, he probably is not going to change the call. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. When you say may your word to me be fulfilled, what you're saying is, Lord, you're going to have to accomplish it by your power. You're going to have to do it in me. I'm going to have to trust that, that no word from you will ever fail. We'll never forget what drove Mary from perplexion and confusion and afraid to confidence was that no word from God to her would ever fail. And so I want to put this question up on the screen. How is your confidence tonight that no word from God to you will ever fail. How's your confidence that God is going to get his call done in your life, that he's going to get it done through you? Now, I'm going to put some skin in the game here because i got to be honest with you uh, tonight that uh, over the past three, five years or so, I really started to lose my confidence in God's call in my life. And I'm not... I, I, years ago, I mean years ago, God called me to be a motivator to his people. God called me to his church. I have no doubt about that. But I don't know, over the last three to five years, I, I don't know if it's, you know, just watching too much news, something like that, pandemic, the political environment, uh, racism, just so, so many things. But it's not just that. I think just the wear and tear of life started to, to weigh me down, like hurts, resentments, disappointments, rejections, things like that. And I just started to like, oh gosh, I'm starting to get indifferent. You ever been indifferent? You start getting numb, like I don't care anymore kind of deal? Well, that's how I started to feel. And I started to feel like I'm not, a, I'm not, even, I'm not even sure if you called me, Lord. I'm, I'm, maybe your call is done, Lord. I, I don't feel like, you know, this is me anymore. Like I'm changing the call myself. And, and and I just sensed the Lord just going, uh, and, and I, I wrote this down because I'm not kidding. Last month, as I was feeling this, thinking that maybe I, you know, God really didn't call me, I was awakened last month to these words of Mary. I am your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. I feel like God woke me up with those words. And I'm like, well, I got to preach this now, you know? And that's why I'm preaching it tonight, because I lost confidence. And, and when I saw Mary's words, I'm your servant, may your word to me be fulfilled, what that meant to me is, you know what? I just got to keep going. No matter the wear and tear of life, no matter the hurts, no matter the resentments, 
No matter how angry I am on the inside, no matter the disappointments, no matter what's going on in the news, I've just got to keep going what God has called me to do. And I got to, and that's, that's, that's the same with you. I've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. And, and no word from God will ever fail. It's such a strengthening part because it's like, you know what? God's word will not return void on anybody. He will accomplish it. It's my role. It's your role to obey. It's God's role to accomplish and to fulfill. It really is. And so I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage you tonight to never, ever let life with all of its with all of its setbacks, with all of its hurts, with all of its disappointments and rejections and people being knuckleheads and stuff in your life, never, ever let it diminish your confidence that God has called you, that God has got you, and he will get it done in your life. Never let it diminish your confidence. You keep going. You keep going. I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And so with that in mind, this week, I, I really do encourage you to pray, Lord, and I think it's the next side. Lord, I am your servant. May your word to me, and whatever you filled in that blank, whatever you feel like God has called you to do, Lord, I am your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And always remember, always remember, just because it's hard, just because you don't know what you're getting yourself into, just because of other people's critique of you, your own critique of you, whatever, just because you don't know what lies ahead, because, you, you know, all these things, Never, ever let it keep you from doing what God has called you to do, from you accepting his plan for you and trusting him every step of the way. Lord, I am your servant, your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And you know where you get the power to pray a prayer like that? Well, later, yes, yeah, right. Later on, after Mary gave birth to Jesus, and Jesus became an adult. You know, Jesus would say the most interesting thing. He would say, well, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. And the apostle Paul would later write in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, that when Jesus came as a baby, they took on the very nature of, of a servant, which means that even though Mary is really taking her hands off her life and saying, yes, Lord, I'm your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Yes, Lord, I'll risk ridicule and questioning and doubt. Even though Mary's taking her hands off her life, she's actually delivering the one who came and took his hands off his life and let him be nailed on the cross to save you from your sins because he loves you. Isn't that amazing? And Jesus died on the cross, and he was buried in a tomb, and he rose from the dead. He overcame sin and death so that his hands could wrap around you and be reconciled to him, to be in a personal relationship with him, embrace you forever, be with you forever to the end of the age. That's Jesus. He's amazing, isn't he? He is amazing. So I'm going to call the band back up. And we're going to go into a time of a blue chip. And, and if you've never been here on a Friday night, what we do is an invitation. And we offer the blue chip during this invitation. So let me get a blue chip here. And what this, really, this blue chip represents for me and for you, it represents, yes, Lord. I am your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. It's a yes without buts. 
It's a yes without terms and conditions, and it's a yes without self-determination. God, you determine my steps going forward. Lead me. Maybe for some of you, because I needed this tonight, maybe for some of you, what this blue chip represents is endurance. I'm just going to keep going with the Lord, what the Lord has called me to do, regardless of the wear and tear of life, regardless of the hurts, regardless of my past, regardless of the relapses, regardless of what people say, regardless of what I say to me, I'm just gonna keep going with God's call on my life. I'm going to keep running the race. So maybe that's what this blue chip represents for you tonight. Maybe there's some other area of life that you need to represent tonight and just surrender to Jesus because you're doing it your way instead of surrendering to his way. Whatever this blue chip represents, but it's, it's a surrender chip. And we have men and women up here. Men, you take chips from men, women from women. This prayer altar will be open as well. If you want to come down and pray about any situation or circumstance in life, others will come and pray with you. It's a powerful time. Let them know how they could be praying for you. So you, you guys can just wrap arms and, and pray together. So this is a time between you and the Lord. We're going to start by standing and singing, and then you do as the Spirit prompts you tonight.